Welcome to another episode of the FFG Financial Insights Podcast. I'm joined today by Nick Redmond, who's a financial advisor and certified financial planner in our office, who's starting to very quickly become a regular, I think, <laughs> on the podcast. Nick, welcome. Thanks. Thanks. Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, we're talking again about the yield curve. Uh, we talked about the yield curve. We've already had one episode of this where we talked about the yield curve and got a little bit technical. So I think we'll try and keep it high level. But we are recording this on August 14th. And the big news this morning is that the yield curve inverted today. Right. So um, it, just to give a little bit of background, the, the Treasury yield curve is a pretty closely watched um, indicator. And it's fallen negative for the first time in this economic cycle. So right. specifically, th- when we say this economic cycle, it's the first time since the last recession. Right, 2007 that, right. Uh, was the last time it inverted. Exactly. Um, and so the, the, the spread between the, it's the two-year and the 10-year treasury, which is the one that's, that's watched and right. probably worried about the most. We've had some right. other different yield curves turn negative already this year. Um, so the, the two-year, we're talking about treasuries, mm-hmm. so government bonds, a two-year government bond versus a 10-year government bond. Right. And just right. for um, usually a short-term bond, you want to talk a little bit about yeah. short Yeah, exactly. So I think what you're going to say, usually a short-term bond does and should yield a lower interest rate than a long-term bond. You should get paid more to loan your money for 10 years than... You should for two years, and so that's yeah. Like what, think about a CD. Yeah, right? the short-term CD is not going to pay a lot of interest, and right. a longer-term CD will. Mm-hmm. Treasuries work the same way, and typically all the other kinds of bonds work the same way. Right, right, exactly. And and that is the normal curve, right? You get less for shorter and more for longer. Well, now things have turned upside down, where you actually get more, as of this morning for two-year and ten-year treasuries, you get more for a shorter term than you do for a longer term. And I, I don't even know how this is going to, this may turn around in a day. Right. It's unlikely, right? <laughs> right That's right. why we're talking about this. Yeah. But um, yeah. as we record this, you get more for the shorter. And right. and typically, when a yield curve inversion, and when the long-term yields fall below the short-term yields, it's viewed as a signal of an oncoming recession. Right. I will say, though, and I think we mentioned this even in our last podcast, there's a re- oftentimes there's a long lead from when you get that inversion to when um, you have a recession. Right. Not only when the recession officially starts, but also when, uh, say, the general stock market hits a peak for that economic cycle. Right. So while the news is, uh, the, while, while the, the news is reflected in the stock market today being down a couple percent, um, and it's been more volatile, uh, the market has over the past several weeks. This isn't just another, and maybe not just another, but 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 another reason for the stock market to sell off right. a couple percent. And yeah, and when, we, when we talk about a long lead, we're talking, you know, even LPL Research has indicated this also, that um, in the past five expansions, so kind of we uh, an expansion is what goes on between recessions, right? Mm-hmm. In the last five of those, the U.S. economy has peaked an average of 21 months after the yield curve inverted. Mm-hmm. So we're talking nearly two years on right, average. Now, right. granted, that can be that can be shorter. I've seen research 
uh, say that you can expect a recession somewhere between six to 18 months mm -hmm. just because timeframes have shortened up a little bit with the speed of things now. But right. Right. it's not today. It's not today. No. Right. We've had uh, good economic numbers the past couple of weeks. We just got through earnings season and that was decent to good. Right. So, but again, it's it's one of those things that we've been looking at, and the the trend of the yield curve has been flatter, uh, getting closer towards inversion. Uh, yesterday, yesterday the market was up a percent and a half, and the yield curve was very, very close to inverting, and, and right. overnight it. it officially inverted and now the market's down yeah well, i mean today the economy is on pretty solid footing right right i right. don't that's hard to deny um uh, financial conditions are still pretty loose i think there's a lot of expectation that the fed will lower interest rates right um I, interestingly historically and this is again according to lpl research the s p 500 index has actually rallied an average of 22 percent from the first inversion to the eventual economic peak so if that doesn't tell you, I mean, they don't ring a bell at the top, right? Right. And so just because we have this inversion, it means to be on watch, I would right. say. Right, Absolutely. More than actionable information, even though if you watch too much cable news, they're probably screaming as we speak to yes. sell everything, which yeah. you don't want to do. Right, right. And if, it was, if, if, there was such an, if there was such a clear indicator, it would make everyone's job a lot easier, uh, yeah. but there's not. There's several things like we we already mentioned. Some several things that we're looking at, and this is kind of a higher profile one than yeah, and maybe even maybe legitimately a higher mm -hmm. priority one to pay attention to. I think if you if you've been paying attention at all, you've seen global yields fall in Europe. You have negative yielding treasury or not treasuries, but negative yielding government bonds. You the Two days ago, the market was dropping because of economic information showing economic slowdown in China. Um, and we're seeing some of that here as well. The, the, this just plays into that big fear of the glo a global economic slowdown right. of some type. Um, right. And it being the, the, the first slowdown in the last, well, I guess it would be 10 to 12 years. Uh, right. And, and so it's been, it's been a while, and the last one was, was so tough on people that it's and it, and it, this could be a, a the recession when it comes you know, because they always do come. This could right. be a, a a probably not a big one like we saw. Yeah, not, not all historical. recessions are two thousand eight. Not right. all recessions are even two thousand one. Right. You right. know, um, I've and, heard I've read plenty of stuff, and I'm sure you have too. That this it's almost lines up with what the Federal Reserve is doing with what we experienced in the mid nineties. Right. And right. so you, you talk with some people about that. They don't even remember that there was a bump in the road or we hit a speed mm -hmm. bump in the mid nineties. Right, right. Um, so this, you know, we're not predicting the future. I will say though that the, I mean the, the fed raising rates is one thing. The yield curve inverting is another. Um, the last time this happened, as you said, was Oh seven before that was um, 99, 2000, I think it was 99. Um, and then before that, it was actually eighty nine ninety, I think it was. So um, mid nineties, we did not have a yield curve inversion. So even though the Fed action, oh great, right. you know, cutting during an expansion feels like the mid nineties, the yield curve is maybe suggesting something different. You know, and I think that's what made thing, has made things so difficult is that you have these indicators that are all telling different things, right? Market saying one thing, stock market saying one thing, bond market saying another. Mm -hmm. um, so the question becomes, what should people do? with this information. The yield curve's inverted. 
we will probably have a recession at some point in the next few years, mm-hmm. only because the odds suggest that. Right. Um, you know, do you don't you're not suggesting to people to to sell out everything and run for the hills, right? No, no, definitely not. Um, like you said, it can uh, the stock market can continue to to trade higher. You know, several months, even up to two years, uh, possibly after uh, an indicator like this. The other thing that uh, most clients listening to this um, have some sort of protection, some sort of protection in their portfolios in terms of bonds or in, sometimes even a higher cash position than usual. Right. So we, we've got some insulation built into uh, into the funds or into the the, the portfolio makeups. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean we. Most accounts here have well, we're diversified, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of diversification you have depends on your risk tolerance and whether you're aggressive or middle of the road or conservative or somewhere in between all of those. But you know, it's hard to really kind of envision any accounts that don't have some sort of bond component to that, and that can add that can be your anchor in the storm. Mm-hmm. Especially more conservative portfolios may only have twenty percent or right, even less than right. that in stocks, and so you may not be feeling the effects of this all that badly mm-hmm. and. That's the point. If you have a really conservative portfolio, it's because either you can't stand to lose any money when markets go down, markets go up and down, mm-hmm. but when they go down, it makes you sick to see that and you have no resilience in that way. And that can be because you need money, because you don't need to take the risk, so why bother? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things. And so it almost feels as if this indicator, even though who knows how long it's going to be until it, we, it shows up in markets, is maybe a good chance to just kind of take inventory. Right. And right. say, where where is my tolerance for risk? Mm-hmm. If something were to really um, unwind here, right. how, would, how would that affect me financially? How would that affect me psychologically? Because the market, it, it, this, the S&P, is still up on the year nicely. Right. Um, right. I'm just, I'm just going to look quickly year to date. The S&P 500 is still up nearly 14% on the year. Mm-hmm. And that's it with it being down nearly 700 points as we talk. So, yeah, and the Dow, right. Um, right. Or, I'm sorry, the Dow. Yeah, so um, you know, we're looking here and we're saying, okay, the market's up in double digits over the last three years. If you look at 17, 18, and now 19, no matter what kind of diversification you have, you're still li- very likely in, well into the black mm-hmm. and not in the red. So take this opportunity, this signal, if you will, mm-hmm. to say, can I stand this? Right, right. Can yeah, I, can I yeah. weather the storm? Right, right. Know? So it's um, you know, if you've got forty percent in the stock market, the stock market goes down ten percent. That's a four percent reduction in the bottom line, not including any kind of uh, returns that we see from the bond market. So right. you can kind of uh, you know, with our help or maybe on your own, you can kind of calculate what that number would be, what that would feel like, right, uh, and how that might be and. Uh, like yeah, how that would how yeah. that would make you feel, and whether like you, you said, and whether you need to recalibrate. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, some people who aren't rebalancing their portfolios, the DIYers, for example, the DIY, the people who the do-it-yourselfers is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Um, you know, they may have been riding good markets for a few years now, and what that may have led to is really overweight positions that they've never taken the opportunity to deal with. Right, um, and so getting some help from a professional to help you kind of shape the portfolio into what it ought to be instead mm-hmm. of letting it overgrow in certain areas is probably an important thing to do yeah. right about now as well. Right. So right. are you hearing from clients much at all yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Even, you know, we had 
like I said, market volatility going back uh, several weeks now. Um, and but really, yes. kind of, it went back. I, I know that I often hear when people get their statements, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and the July statements were good, right? So there probably isn't a whole lot of nervousness. Although I think you get enough days like what we're having today. Right. And, right. and we um, had it last Monday. We had it a couple of days ago and today. And right. Some, some big drops and, and some, big, some big bounces, uh, yep. if that's what they are. You see enough of that on the news, and that might prompt some calls. And, of course, mm-hmm. if someone is worried, they can give us a call here. Mm-hmm. Our phone number is 559-449-8690. You can call. You can talk with Nick. You can talk with me or any of the other financial advisors that are here at our office. Right. You can email us at info at forwardfg.com. Uh, and whether you're emailing Nick or me or whoever else at the office, it will be routed to us. Or you can find us on the internet at www.fordfg.com. So um, I think the takeaway from this is to stay calm, even though the news may be crazy right. and markets are temporarily crazy for now. Um, but this isn't, this isn't a signal that says run for the hills, I don't think. Okay. That. Anything else we need to cover? Don't think so. I think we got it. All right, now it's time for some disclosures. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.